Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Welcome back to Coffee with Vern season two. What is up, my people? Yes. Yes. Yes, we are here. It is 2021 and my vision ain't no better. So what's up? Jesse Moore's in the house. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that we are into 2021 2021 is here dude i've missed doing this yes it's been a hot minute oh me well yeah so it's it smells musty this room the door was closed for four (laughs) weeks so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's good or not coastal sea spray and a little musty a little musty a little musty up in here (laughs) but uh yeah we are back hope you had a good christmas if you are watching, I'm pointing at you and smiling and winking at you. Um, but hope you had a good Christmas, good holiday season. Uh, Merry late Christmas to you and Happy New Year late to you. Uh, it is January 18th? 19th. Oh, I got to fix my watch. It's the oh, 19th. No. That's disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow, it's already middle of January. Where is this year going to go? Dude, this year's going to zip by, and then you're going to be 35, and I'll be 25. Yeah, you will. You'll be a, scary. You'll be a quarter of a century. Oh, stop it. I already <laughs> act like I'm a century old. <laughs> Me and my slippers and coffee. So you hit 25, and then just start thinking, man, I'm only 15 years away from 40. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's honestly terrifying. Wow, because yeah. like in forty, when everything starts crapping out, well, heck, I don't know. I don't, that's just hopefully. Let's let's ask Ryan Milford. Oh yeah, true. He's forty one now, isn't he? 41? We just asked Malone, but Malone's, Malone's not, not forty. Malone's <laughs> <laughs> thirty five. Oh, oh no! Don't listen to this one, Malone. We might need to edit that out. Oh, oh man, me. No, we'll ask Josh. That's right. We'll ask Josh. Well, yeah, he's forty six, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And me. Well, hey, we love all of our guys. That's why we pick on them. <laughs> oh, me. Well, it's going to be it's gonna be a good season. I'm excited for this. Season two is yes, here. We actually have a schedule. We have a schedule. We have a plan to this. It madness. is not complete. <laughs> it's not just, hey, Tracy, what do you want to talk about? It's right. just, hey, we got a plan. And we don't have all the details worked out, but at least we have a schedule. We have a schedule. We have our weeks planned out. We do have certain things planned out, like, mm-hmm. would you like to share some of the people we're going to bring on? Or yeah. willing? Yes. Um, so we have... The rest of the pastors here, we're going to have them on. Josh, yes. Rob, and Pastor Larry. Yes. Um, so they're going to be on. Uh, we're going to have some more episodes with Jesse Holmes. Oh, at at least Holmes. two. I'm thinking three because we have some things to fill. The more the merrier. Mm-hmm. We have a missions emphasis, three weeks of it in February to match up with Love Offering for Jesus. With Brethren Morris. Well, it depends because oh, of the no. baby. Oh, the baby. Right? That's right. Yeah. So it may be... Malone towards either the end or the beginning. Um, but if not, Josh or That's right, because Josh me. went to Utah. Yeah, and I went to India. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you did I went Utah West Virginia. and West Virginia. Yeah, I've done both. So we have all those covered. But um, if we had it our way, it would be Malone all three By weeks. But we Just don't bring know. the baby in here, Just Malone. Bring, yeah. Straight from the Spring, hospital. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, they kick you out of the hospital after, like, how many hours now anyways? Yeah, that's true. 
But uh, okay, so we got some of those. Yeah. And then hopefully a couple more interviews. We're talking about maybe bringing on some uh, ministry partners, mm -hmm. people that we can yeah. kind of put in the spotlight to share their ministry. Right. Um, one that I was thinking about, I hadn't talked to you about, and Lord willing, I'd love to get like eye care in here, like the Amersons. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, I think that would be awesome Yeah, and spotlight uh, that amazing ministry, mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. all kinds of different things, maybe even get some celebrate recovery stuff. Yes. We talked about that. Um, that would be awesome to share testimonies mm -hmm. um, just to promote the gospel. You know, that's the whole goal. And so um, yeah. I think it's going to be a good, mm -hmm. a good time. I tell you one, this, this is a shot in the dark. This would be hard to make happen, but man, I, I'm it, 2021 the goal might not be this semester but it might be season three when we come back in the fall mm -hmm. dude i would give some money to get one of my professors on here even if it's called in oh that'd be oh fun. my gosh it, yeah well i mean you know how hard would it be to get them to call in i dr melton if you watch i want your voice on here i want your hulkma your yeah. wisdom even even if you had to do it like after Pre, hours yeah. or something we, yeah before after. dude uh, Dr. Melton would be, oh, yeah. I miss that man. But we that would be awesome. Get some cool stuff. And so we've got big plans. We've got some big series. Um, we do have our Puritan series this season. Yes, hey it is the end. That's so right. the last four weeks of this season will we'll end the end of May, and then we'll take a break June, July, yeah. come back in August. Um, but the last four weeks are our Puritan weeks. And that's going to introduce the Puritan series for Ecclesia. So right, so it'll match up with... It's going to be sick. Mm -hmm. um, man, good stuff. And I also have your worship series, which I'm making oh. you do. <laughs> I had somebody ask about that yeah. this weekend. You know, James, you talked about doing like a worship series. Are you going to? I was yeah. like, ah, debatable. Well, see, when Jamie called me the producer of the show, I kind of took it seriously. So that's when I was like, yeah, I'm going to make James oh, finish this series. That, so you're like my manager now. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll hey, take James, it James, you way. have to do this. Exactly. Great. Exactly. Yeah, that one, man, I don't know when we will do that, but. <laughs> oh, I have it down uh, at the end, middle and end of March. So. Oh, gosh. <sighs> that one's going to be tough. I'm Because that one, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to bite my tongue. I'm going to want to go <laughs> off and I'm going to have to hold it together magic of editing oh me yeah the worship series that's a that's a passion of mine worship mm -hmm. so well, cool man i'm excited for this season hopefully y'all are excited for another season of coffee with Vern. uh the coffee is still here though don't you worry let's talk about what we've got on tap today a little cold brew from bona uh, uh yeah me and jesse went to bona today so to all my ubora people i'll be back next week you can blame jesse uh, he wanted to go there because they open a little bit earlier. So blame the brother. But we'll come back because I need my Rwandan pour over, Morgan. It's good stuff. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to be talking about some good coffee. I had, speaking of coffee, because what we're going to talk about today, today's our introductory episode. So we want to talk about some of our experiences over the holiday season, some of the books that we got because me and Jesse are bookworms. We love our books. Uh, some of the things we read, some highlights, but I've got to start us off by talking about some of this coffee that I had over Christmas break because Jesse doesn't like coffee. I don't. But all my coffee connoisseurs. I had some quality H2O over oh, the break. yeah. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I drink a lot of water too, but coffee. I drink way too much. Um, even my doctor said so. And so <laughs> yeah, about that. But... Um, 
Yeah, so for my coffee connoisseurs, here you go. So there's this shop that Jesse Holmes took us to, Inda, I-N-D-A-H, in Colombia. And they have a coffee that has, are you ready for this? Mm. Blueberry, mm-hmm. plum, and I think, I think it was pineapple. That's weird. So what does that mean, that the tasting notes? If you don't know, I learned this. That means that they grow the coffee next to these kind of plants so that it saturates like the flavor. Yeah. And so you can taste the blueberry. Well, see, that's better than what I thought it was. Yeah. It's not like they're just infusing the bean with like, (laughs) here's some blueberry juice. Just mix it in. Oh, and here's a little pineapple juice. No, they ain't doing that. They grow it next to it. So it's pretty cool. Um, But you can taste the blueberry and you can smell it. And or at so least that's what they that. tell you they do. No, don't listen to Jesse. He wouldn't know because he ain't tried it. They grow it next to it. I fully believe it. But Blueberry had that coffee. And then Anna got us this coffee. It got me for Christmas. Um, so from Elf, the movie, uh, mm. when he goes in like, you have the world's best cup of coffee. Oh, and it's the most random yes. corner store. They, yep. This coffee shop did that. And it has, um, it's not those th- flavors yeah, that yeah. he thinks or anything, but it was, it was really good. It had a Christmas taste to it. So that's funny. That's some of the stuff I got. But Jesse, let's open this conversation by talking about the, the magnum opus of things and matters <laughs> to us. First of all, God's word. Second of all, yes. Because did you get any new Bibles for Christmas? No, not any new Bibles. I got Matthew Henry's whole commentary. That's right. Um, also got Warren Wiersbe's whole commentary. Um, so now I have three Genesis commentary. <laughs> Proud. Yeah. You can thank me later. I got the, uh, preaching, the word, preaching, preaching the, the word, word yeah. um, just for Matthew because that's where I'm heading. That one's good. After the Psalms. Um, I got the parallel commentary that you suggested to my mother. Parallel classic commentary mm-hmm. of the Psalms. Yeah, which is... Um, side by side, it's the verse, the verses, um, Charles Spurgeon's commentary, mm. John Calvin's commentary, Matthew Henry's commentary. So yeah, little, those are good. So I usually, um, no offense to Matthew Henry, um, but I usually just focus on Charles Spurgeon and John Calvin. Yeah. Um, so those are Henry's good. is good. He's just a little bit more broad. He is. He's a little more broad. He is. He's got good stuff. For any of those that have never studied commentaries, he's a good starter. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yeah. But that's a great... I bought my mom that one for Christmas. Yes. And so that's a great <laughs> one. But So no new Bibles, but got some good study tools. Right. And then I also got a couple of reading books. So Oh, yes. Knowing God, J.I. Packer. Yes, Jesse. Um, I did get Gentle and Lowly. Yeah, thank you. God, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this answered prayer. Yes. You got me the Valley of Vision. Oh, yes, I which did. Which has been really helpful. Um, and then I got a few books on the Reformation. One I'm reading right now is The Reformation of Scotland by John Knox. Oh, my kind of man, honestly. Which is funny because he seems like, you know, he's the, the lion. What do they call him? The lion of the pulpit? Yeah, he's like a roaring lion in the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. which is funny because he is so against violence Oh, completely. But revenge. He's so violent in the pulpit. Exactly. It was just funny to read because every time there's at one point where they were in jail and they wanted to violently break out. And he's like, no, we cannot do that. I'm like, this is so ironic to me. It's funny uh, to me that, you know, there's many pastors like that too, though. Like one for the day, an example. Um, I think Chandler's probably like that. Yeah, I completely agree. And Steve Lawson, if you don't know who Steve Lawson is, go watch some of his sermons. You think he's mad at the world, and then he gets off the stage, and he's yeah. like, he's like your granddad. You well, know, it's, just, hey guys, Matt Chandler, 
He used to be that guy, though. He'll yeah. tell you he used to get in fights with people. And uh, that's part of his story is when he, was, when he was working on, working on, you know, after he was saved, he got to working on himself. He's like, oh, God, I did good today. I didn't punch anybody out. Yes, I, I did real good today. Yeah. <laughs> and God's like, okay, that's good. Well, here's a list of some more things. Yep, oh, yeah. man. You know, let me, let me preface everything that I got because it sounds like a lot. But that's because over the break was my birthday yeah, as well. He, so half of that was Christmas. Yep. Half of it was my birthday. Happy 34th. Oh, oh my gosh. I almost forgot the best thing I got. I got a hand-me-down group oh, of books. Yeah, See? We forget I, don't, I don't know how I forgot this. Um, aside from the socks that Allison got me, That's my Johnny true. Swim socks That's that have our cool. song on them that I'm afraid to wear because all my socks have holes in them. <laughs> aside from that, this was my favorite gift. Spurgeon sermon notes from Genesis to Revelation from Go ahead. 1919. There it is. But not only that, they're hand-me-downs. I didn't know we had in the family. They're from my great-grandfather, James Seymour, who was a pastor. Good name, by the way. Yes. Who wrote the hymn, Never Grow Old, by the way. Um, that's my only name or fame drop, however you want to put that. My that's drop, it. fame drop. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. But uh, those were his when he was preaching, and wow. he passed them down to my grandfather. My grandfather passed them down to my dad, and my dad felt it was time. He passed them down to me. The best 34-year-old kept secret. Yeah, right? Seriously, I never knew. <laughs> but uh, the cool thing about them is they're all signed by everybody who's had so them. So did you so put your name in it? I have not put my name in it. Ooh. I will put my name in it. I think it goes, you put your name in it when you pass it down. Oh, dude, that gives so, me goosebumps thinking about it. When Yeah, so I, on the front page of Jesse. each book, well, we'll see. Lord willing, we, or I pray, I know Allison does too, but speaking personally, I pray every night i pray every day there you go give us a little jesse there you Lord. go praying for a boy you sent me the picture of those yeah like it was it was one of those things where it was just like holy moly yeah it was awesome dude because you just don't see things like that and i when you sent me i'm like how mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. how did you get these yeah. like i mean i know your parents are pretty good at digging up some stuff yeah but it's like Holy cow. Right. Right. Great. I mean, they, they just, oh. I'm going to have to buy some that I can read. Yeah. Because those, I do not want to relic, open them. Dude, that's, mm-hmm. you put that on the shelf and you just go, yes. Exactly. Yeah. No, those, those are cool. I'm into the ancient books these days. Uh, what David Allen, you know, he gave me that Richard Baxter Puritan paperback that was printed in the late 1800s. I forgot the exact year. I think it's in the 1870s. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, David, you'll have to remind me. But I, I'm scared to even read it, so I have a different copy of it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, Jesse got some good stuff because of his birthday, yeah, and, birthday Christmas. and Christmas. I mean, you had that double deuce. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think my favorite gift that you got is that John Bunyan T-shirt that you rocked. <laughs> very true. In the videos. It can, yeah, it, it has already in. been in the video now. I, I just got to say, that was pretty <laughs> – I saw that go up, and I was like, man, uh, must be a really cool friend you've got. Well, I got, I, but so my books are at the house. Um, I had to go buy a new bookshelf over Christmas. So there you I, go. I, so this year I only asked for like books and a couple of other things. Um, I, but I don't really, you know, this year I really took the time to sit back and go the importance of Christmas. We talked about that before Christmas. Um, but, um, my grandma and my grandpa always liked to help further my career. So, um, 
when I was into music heavily and that's all I did, like they helped me get one of the guitars, like, because they're like, we want to help invest in your career. My grandfather was a huge believer in that. And so is my grandmother. Um, and so granny this year, same thing. She's like, I know how much you love to read. I want to get you something that's going to help you in your career. And she said, and I want it to be something that you'll use for the rest of your life. What are some lists of books you want? And I was just like, well, and she said, lists off whatever. I was like, okay. So I put a couple of things on there and she came through with the one that I really wanted, which is uh, the complete works of John Owen, <laughs> uh, 16 volumes later. Gracious. And so I had to buy a new shelf for those babies. Those puppies are all sitting together at the wow. house. Um, I love John Owen, the Prince of the Puritans and they put it on sale. So for all you bookworms, they only put it on sale like once a year and when it sells out, they wait till Christmas again. And so I started reading volume one and it is hefty. Hefty. Uh, but yeah, I got that from my grandma and my mom hooked me up with the works of William Tyndale, mm. which those are ridiculously hard to read. Like you talk about oh, ancient I English. I wouldn't doubt it. It is. I muddled through part of his commentary on Galatians and I was like, what? I got to go back. <laughs> and then also uh, from a brother, uh, a true brother, I got the, the works of John Bunyan. Um, I saw so I'm into this whole works thing. Cause I like reading all the like collections. Yeah. Um, and then I may or may not have treated myself to a Christmas present of the Martin Lloyd Jones Romans commentaries. Oh, wow. But, uh, it was a, it was a good Christmas as far as book wise. They banner of truth. What's actually really funny about the whole concept is banner of truth. The publishing company, like put them all on sale and they never go on sale like this. So you're actually able to get all these for pretty good prices. But, uh, yeah, I believe I'm buying books for people for Christmas because these are things you can pass down yeah. as the Christmas present you received. But uh, I brought a couple of them, and you I know you brought some to talk about. Um, one of the most cherished ones I got for Christmas is this book, Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans. Now, we talk about the Valley of Vision. This is similar, but this is more modern English, so they've taken it and kind of oh, translated nice. it. Yeah, different prayers, though. Um, but I've been reading this a lot and actually sharing it with the students. And I'm going to read one before we go, just to kind of close out a short one called Give Me Jesus by Jeremiah Burroughs. Mm. Um, Anna Black and her mom, Miss Beth, hooked me up with Romans. Nice. This this series, if you're into like commentaries that are not too hefty, and today, honestly, we're just going to talk about books and plug them for y'all because we want to help people yeah. study the scriptures. and. Never let anything trump your love for the scriptures mm -hmm. or overdo what you read in the scriptures. Right. The scriptures need to be the highest. But the Lord has blessed us with people that he has revealed his word in depth to. Right? Um, and people like R.C. Sproul have labored over the text in the Greek and the Hebrew. And so those tools have been blessed to us, so use them. But a great series, There's not. they don't have all of them. Um, is actually R.C. Sproul's expositional commentary. So pretty cheap, too. Yeah. They're really good price. But he walks through, like, he goes, here's what the words mean, but also there's application in it. So mm -hmm. if you're one of those kind of people it's like, how do I apply this to my life? This is a great series. Got the Romans one. Um, my brother my brother and uh, my sister, the Davis family, I love, I love that family to death. Um, hook me up with Exodus because I'm getting ready to start nice. diving into Exodus. Very nice. Great series as well. Um, and then before Christmas, I treated myself because <laughs> that's bad. I'm really bad yeah. about it. Jesse Holmes. Me and him, we have an issue. We 
buy ourselves Christmas presents. I have to do that afterwards. Everybody gets mad. Oh nah, man, they're all that. with books. They're all gone. Everybody buys them for Christmas. That's so you got to get them before. Um, but because of our Puritan study, I hooked myself <laughs> up. With the oh my <laughs> word! Woo, baby, look at this puppy. Puritan theology, and so I'm excited for the Puritan series. Yeah. Well, let's just put it this way, Jesse. The Puritan size of my library, it's because growing. here's the facts. You can get the Puritan paperback books mm-hmm. used for $2 if you search hard. Yeah. I, I mean, so you might think, well, James, you're spending too much money. Bro, I uh-uh. This, I got four books of the Puritan stuff, the Puritan theology, another big Puritan book, and another big Puritan book for yeah. less than $40 because they sell them in sets. Why do we ask for these kind of things? Ultimately, we, we want to know more about the Lord. And right. I will tell you, if you are hungry to have a reverence and awe of who the Lord is, and you want to study it through a history way, like studying history, go to the Puritans. Mm. Holy moly. I mean, I, I, I love the Reformation. You know that's my time period. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love that era. But the Puritans, we think they were lunatics. Well, I got to save this for the Puritan series. But we, we think they were lunatics. They they had it figured out what it meant to respect God as holy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, I want anything I can get on the Puritans for Christmas and I'll study and study and study. And so good stuff. I'm telling you, man, good stuff. But um, one other thing I wanted to talk about, and then Jesse, I'm going to let you actually, before I even get into this, because this is how I want to close. Okay. Let's real t- real quick, let's talk about what we read. And okay. then with that, we'll plug it in. Because like these were yeah. books we read that, we have talked about countlessly, like right over the break, I. in the break. You know, we just things that we want to get. Hey, church members, people that need something good to uplift your spirits. I got some books that encourage yeah. me. Jesse does too. I'm gonna let you take over with the one you read, though. Yeah. So after Pilgrim's Progress, I read To Live as Christ Dies Gain, mm-hmm. um, which I would recommend to anybody. It's a nice, easy uh, read. Yes. Uh, I say easy. It's uh, easy to read as in it's not in Old English like yeah. Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> no, so, it's Matt Chandler. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it is, it is so good yeah. um, at, at, as Matt Chandler puts it, stirring the, your affections for God. I love that term. Yes. Stirring your affections. It's so good. Um, but what I finished um, after that was Creature of the Word by Matt Chandler, Josh Patterson, and Eric Geiger. And... Um, it's all about what a Jesus-centered, gospel-centered church should look like. Woo! And man, <laughs> so the, this is something I would recommend to any um, anyone who works any, in a yes. church in any capacity, volunteer Absolutely. and or ministers. It is so good. One of the things that he talked about, there's a couple of things I was going to read, but I don't take all that time. But the thing that, that stuck out with me the most is his chapter on contextualization yes and so basically how do you look within your community and your culture that surrounds your church right um and that has been even more punched in to me lately because i've also been watching brian loritz he's a teaching pastor at the summit with jd greer so good. He he does a lot of stuff. He was the one who did Race in the Gospel with Matt Chandler. That's what I was about to ask. Yes. Yeah, okay. And so his big thing is he's been um, guided to do multi-ethnic 
churches. So he's all about multi-ethnic community and culture. Sure. It's the hardest thing One you can do. One of the hardest things you yeah. can do, yeah. And so I once I, we watched, me and Allison watched Race in the Gospel, I was like, man, I want to hear more from this guy. So we just started watching more from him, and he's, mm-hmm. man, he's He he's seems something. pretty solid, yeah. yeah. So contextualization, something that Matt Chandler talks about is there are things that you have to affirm from your community mm-hmm. and things that you cannot and so with that comes, I mean, it's a balance. That's what makes it so hard. So if you don't get it just right, you're under under contextualizing yeah, or over. That's right. Um, and that's something that Brian talked about too in the multi-ethnic community. I mean, it makes sense. It goes hand in hand. Diversity is part of affirming part of your right. community. And they talked about First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Jew, I became as a Jew. To the one under the right. law, I became as one under law. To one, um, out of the law I became as one, and to the weak I became as weak. Both of them talked about what it meant to affirm that in your community. Um, Brian, more so the diversity part of it. Uh, but they also both talked about examples of both. So over-contextualizing means you affirm too much from your community. Mm-hmm. And so if your church starts to look almost exactly like the culture around you, You've over-contextualized. Now, on the other hand, under-contextualizing, meaning you're not affirming anything from your community. Now, (laughs) this one is a little painful, okay? So what they're talking about is if your church is homogenous, if everybody in your church looks the same, acts the same, thinks the same, and, pause, votes the same, then we are we are missing out on the blessings, some of the blessings that the gospel brings to us. Because let's here's the thing. When we get to heaven, we're gonna see people from every tribe, tongue, nation. and nation. Yeah. Right? So if you're having church now and everybody looks the same, you're missing out on the blessings. The blessing of what is of going what to is take coming. Place. And he talks about First Corinthians the way Paul says, "I be, I'm becoming, or I became, I became." Right. Um, part of that is basically saying, "Let me become. Let me put on the skin of somebody who is different than me." which brings with it an inherent uncomfortableness. Right, well, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, and he said, so you have to make yourself become uncomfortable. And this quote hit me so hard. If Christ subscribed to comfort, we would all be going to hell. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We, We too many times forget we, me and you, we're Gentiles. Yeah. We're not Jewish. But yet, yet still... Right? Yeah. And so even more, I, I love that passage from Corinthians um, of, I, you know, to the Jew, I became a Jew. To the Greek, I became a Greek. And the whole concept of to reach for the sake of the gospel, I did what was necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and not thwarting the truth of the gospel for it. And that's the other key point is the gospel has to be centered yes. in those contextualizations. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's the key. And that we might need to take a day just to kind of talk about that um, yeah. in the coming days. Yeah. Um, because it is important that we love on those that don't look like us, that right. don't speak like us. Well, see, that's part of, I mean, that's exactly what they were talking about. Both of them was the horizontal part of the gospel, the social part of the gospel, right? So we align ourselves vertically 
with Christ. So then we should also go out horizontally. That's right. Don't align yourselves horizontally to reach vertically. Right. Reach vertically to go to, to horizontally. Go horizontal. mm-hmm. uh, but they have to go together. Yeah. And th- and that's, yeah. We, I mean, there's a lot that I want to add to that for time's sake. I'll save. Yeah, we absolutely. Could usually, we could spend a whole episode on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But that was, that was, you know, that came from the creature of the word. That was almost, I think it was the, maybe not the last part of it, but it was near the very end. So, of course, they saved that stuff. <laughs> For the very right. end to it's make it hit book. hardest. So I mean, it, was, it, it is a solid, solid concept. So you read something heavy. Yes. I finished up Remember Death, finally. <laughs> that book was awful to get through. <laughs> that was the most challenging. I wonder how many people listening actually went out and bought that. I, I If you did, get let me know. Because I want to know if anyone else is feeling what I felt. That was... The most challenging book I read in 2020 and probably in my life because I, dude, I had to take a clear look at my life. Mm. Like I still, to this day, everything I do is a little bit more with purpose. Mm-hmm. Like when I get in my truck, I realize I could go home if I wreck. Yeah. Like the Lord could, you know, nothing's promised. Yeah. And that, I mean, man, it made me, it really helped me adjust to understand Christmas. I will say that. So great book, finished it up. Thank the Lord. Oh gosh. <laughs> and then I started finishing up my systematic theology book that I'm reading by Joel Beakey. Um, three quarters way through it, and I'm having to put it back on the shelf because I started school yesterday. Boo. Oh, fun. Yeah, school's already kicking my fanny one day in. Um, but my mom actually gave me this book for Christmas too that I'm reading by Stephen Lawson, who is my favorite preacher right now to listen to, like in the cross the world type deal if you know what i mean like on a big big scale um he is a i don't know if he's an adjunct or a full professor he helps out at the master's seminary which is where macarthur is and um he's big with todd Friel, wretched radio but just a solid solid guy but when he preaches um there's a recognition of the reverence of scripture every time he teaches he is so in love with the scriptures, so in love with the Lord. And he wrote a book that just came out called Show Me Your Glory. Mm. And that's one of my favorite passages in all of the Old Testament, Exodus 33, 18. Well, it's not about that passage. It's about that phrase. Mm. What does it mean when Moses cries out, show me your glory? Because I've heard both extremes that to pray, show me your glory is wrong because we're the glory of the Lord will burn you up type deal. And then I've also heard that it's one of the most genuine humbling prayers you can pray. Right. And that's how Lawson interprets it, that this is one of the greatest things that we can pray is Lord, show me your glory. I'm mad at myself. I didn't bring it. Cause I had, there's so many quotes I want to talk about from it. I'll bring it next week, but I'm reading that right now and I'm in chapter three. So I think there's like 20 something chapters, um, and I'm kind of taking my time through it, just reading it slowly um, so that I can really pull in because the whole concept of the book is if you want to see the glory of God in fullness, look to Christ because mm. that's the full manifestation of his glory, but also look at the characteristics of who God is and you see his glory, his faithfulness to his people when we didn't deserve it mm-hmm. and we've never deserved it. Yeah. Right? I'm, we're, ta- we're teaching judges on Sunday mornings. Right. And what is the constant theme? <laughs> Oh, well, God, you saved us. We're going to run our ways again. Right. And then Matthew, studying Matthew, and we're in the Sermon on the Mount and the things that Jesus is calling us to reflect on our hearts. And 
all of that is just paralleling. It's amazing. It's a great book. I'm plugging that one because it's not that expensive. I think it's like $12 on Heritage. Wow. I mean, I'm just in love with that book. And I've had to kind of slow up everything else I was reading because of school, unfortunately. Um, the My textbook for school is... Um, for new Testament is thicker than this. And so I'm having to put everything aside, but I will, I want to end with this. Um, Jesse Holmes this week at the BCM retreat that I got to go speak at. And thank you again for all y'all that had me this weekend. One of the best things that I've been a part of in a long time. So thank you. Um, he taught a way to study the scriptures called the inductive Bible study. And I just want to give a plug, um, to how helpful that has been. I practiced it yesterday and, um, I'm going to go do my passage for today when we're finished up here. Um, and so I'm walking through first Thessalonians, but the whole concept of the inductive Bible study is observing, interpreting and applying, but all of those must be done properly according to the truth of scripture. So right. you can't, a, a, a bad interpret or a bad observation leads to a bad interpretation, which leads to a horrible application. Right. And so there's checkpoints to it, but um, one of the things that I love about it is it calm, it causes you to take smaller chunks. And so what you do is you're studying the text and you ask questions. You look for repetition. You look for things that stood out. And then you work through answering those questions through searching other passages, cross-references. But the goal is to walk away with one key verse and one key thought. And so yesterday, my passage was 1 Thessalonians 1, uh, chapter 1, because it's just 10 verses. And some of my questions were, who is Sylvanus? And it's just Silas. And I didn't know that. Um, what was the importance of Macedonia? Um, and that is, that's the city where the Thessalonican church is. And so I asked some of those questions. But my key thought and key verse, my key verse was verse four and five, which it talks about Jesus has chosen us as believers. Um, and I think it's just that when you hear that, the importance of knowing in your heart that God has called you. Mm. Like we are his, mm-hmm. adopted. Yes. Undeservingly adopted. Thank God he found it um, for his glory to bring us through his grace. Thank the Lord. So I, that was my key verse was four and five. But my key thought was what he says in verse two. And this is how we'll end out. Um, Paul says to the Thessalonican church that we are in constant prayer for you. And so my key thought was, as we see Paul with Timothy and Silas, that they are in constant prayer for this church, because this church was battling um, with the fact of there's pretty much people telling them, well, hey, like, you're Christians, this is wrong. Like, they were battling for identity in Christ, Mm -hmm. ultimately. And he's like, we're in constant prayer for you guys, constantly. And I went, okay, so how do we apply that today? My key thought is, we need to be in constant prayer for our brothers and sisters yeah. from our church to the global church, Absolutely. to the persecuted church. And I mean, you know, I thought about people that have really just been through immense suffering lately through losing loved ones, some of our own in our youth that have just going through some hard times. And so 2021, I challenge you with this, and this is how we'll close is to be more in dealt with praying. I've got a journal that's designated just for prayer requests. And I look at it and I pray over those things and I just keep writing them down and writing them down. Um, and so uh, from that, though, I want to be in a constant mind of prayer for. Let me let me add to that. When we watched the the watch list video for 
Voice of the Martyrs for 2021. For 2021. And they're not asking for money. They didn't ask for money one time. They're asking for prayer. First thing, yeah. And that and that's what the the I think it was the pastor from India even said, we you know, we we want prayer and he said, we don't pray that this this was what blew me away. We don't pray that the persecution ends. We pray that we give give us the strength to endure it. Yep. So man, it just blew And then away. he goes on to say when you don't know what else to do, just, just pray. pray. Absolutely. And, and that's the that's the beauty I love of Voice of Martyrs and Open Doors USA mm-hmm. is they're not saying, hey, can you provide money? I'm on their newsletters, and sometimes they'll send things saying, hey, we need aid. Pray about what you can provide. Mm-hmm. But it's always pray about. It's not, hey, provide this. Yeah. And then the video, which is the biggest spotlight for them, when they send that out, that's yeah. the biggest push of the year. Mm-hmm. They didn't say, hey, we need money. They said, right. hey, we need prayer. Prayer. Absolutely. And so with that, may our prayer be what Jeremiah Burroughs here we go. is here. Yeah, here you go. I'm you ready. haven't I've even been, read this yet. I've been waiting. Woo, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one's Give Me Jesus by Jeremiah Burroughs. <clears throat> Lord, you have given me a portion in the world. You have given me credit and a reputation among others. But what is all this to me if I am without Christ? Mm. If I do not have the one who gives grace to my soul, the one who is my all in all. Lord, you have taught me this day that the distance between you and me is so great that without a mediator, I perish forever. Mm. So whatever else you do, or excuse me, so whatever else you deny me, give me Jesus. Mm. Amen. So on that note, that's our prayer for 2021 for this podcast. This ain't about us. This is about Jesus. And our prayer for 2021 is give us Jesus. And hey, I'll add to that. Come, Lord, quickly, even so come. Mm -hmm. So, hey, we look forward to the season. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, we'll be back at it with some dicey, hefty things. So we'll see you next week. Shabbat shalom. Go in peace.